Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of this week's episode of NXT. I'm Troy, joined as always in our little two-man booth, our little our little cuddly den, Aaron. <laughs> you want to be a big spoon or a little spoon? A big spoon, always, mate. Always. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm the one that gets the cuddles. How <laughs> <laughs> you getting on? You alright? I am... Yeah, good. News. Old, good. Old, yeah, News. all right, man. Not bad. New, New Jack has a fucking show in April, Mania yeah, weekend in Florida <laughs> <laughs> on WrestleMania weekend. Yep, yeah, the Friday. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that man's still getting work. <laughs> oh, if if you don't know, last time you almost got like charged, you got away with it by flying out of Florida. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Come on. And you're baiting him on Twitter as well. Mate, he's going to find where you, li- where you live and he's going to do a murder on you. <laughs> See, if I get a reply from him at any point, I will shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait, mate. You're going to get a reply on your birthday and it'll be your last birthday. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about New Jack. We're here to talk about NXT. Before we do that, if you want to let us know what you thought of it, where can they tell us, uh, Aaron? You can get us at Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Outstanding. Good stuff. Let's crack on. So on. the show opens with Finn Balor uh, in the ring uh, and says who he has beaten. Um, so mentions Adam Cole, Carlo Riley. Uh, who's the other person you mentioned? Pete Dunne, of course, yeah. Uh, and then immediately just calls out Karrion Cross and tells him that TakeOver, his time is up. Right. Um, his entrance isn't quite the same without all the shit, is it? Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross, yeah, when he just sort of walks out normally to it. No. Yeah. It's not, it's not quite the same. It, yeah. Just comes out in a T-shirt. You haven't got Scarlet coming down and doing her best Eurovision impression, like miming to it. And... Doesn't hit doesn't hit the same notes, does it? No. <laughs> uh, both men go on to say now that they've kind of settled their issues um, outside of the championship picture that they can focus on facing each other. The fans need to know and they both need to know who the, the real, the true NXT champion is. Um, Bala says that Cross walks and talks like a champion, but he's not uh, and he doesn't have what it takes to beat him. Cross then promises at TakeOver that he'll choke the life out of Finn. Nice. Well... Scarlet on the camera licks her lips when Karen Cross says, I'll choke you out. Oh, Christ, come on. <laughs> no, she does. If you go back, she's genuinely licking her lips when it gets said. I tell you. <laughs> Wrong one. Not you, her. <laughs> Finn then responds by saying, um, he'll, know the, he'll know what it's like to be the main event and choke. Uh, Scarlet then said something about seeing this in her tarot cards and how there'll be two champions draped in gold. Uh, Only Lorcan and Danny Birch then come out um, announcing that Balor should actually be facing Pete Dunne and not carrying Cross to take over. 
Um, just Danny Birch when he goes, lads, 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 let's have it. Reminds me of Vinnie jo- Jones from Capital Carnage in fucking 1998. <laughs> it's going to be emotional. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> just this real, like, no one's that London. It's like Danny Dyer when he just forces a London accent, does he? All right, geezer, apples and pears, other assorted fruits. Behave, mate. No one talks like that. You're like a walking stereotype of London. <laughs> Let's have it, you slags. <laughs> exactly what he's like. Um, so, yeah, uh, Scarlet then says um, that they should basically challenge um, Balor and Cross, uh, challenges them rather to defend their titles against Balor and Cross, talks them into it with some manipulative words and some suggestive body language and says oh, that... Yes. Bonus subtle sexual thrusts and sways, as I've put it. <laughs> she says that they could be seen as cowards if they don't accept Birch and Lorcan, then immediately accept, uh, right. which will basically make the uh, main event match for the evening. Why, why are we doing this on NXT? What do you mean, this, why? The champion and the contender are going for the tag titles. Well, they've got. They do this. Don't, this is what WWE Why? do. They did they it. With, they it. did it with Sasha and Bianca, uh, and, and the, Bianca, didn't they? Don't don't put dead like it's past tense, Troy. They're still doing it. Well, yeah, they are still <laughs> doing it. I try and forget that that's what they're still doing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least when they do it on NXT, it's fresh. They don't do yeah. it often, do they? To to be fair, after this week, it seems to be done with. So. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. It's not not like they're making them tag for like a month up until their actual match. (laughs) It's a one and done. It made sense. It served for the the greater good in the story. So I'm all right of it on this occasion. I do got what you mean, though, for the most part. Certainly on Raw and SmackDown, that seems to be the go-to. Like, oh, how do we keep this feud building for the next three weeks when they need to face each other? I know, we'll just put them in numerous tag team matches together. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do get you. Uh, moving on to the first match of the night, Dexter Loomis against Austin Theory. Uh, just before the match, Johnny and Candice are at home uh, and video call into his Austin good luck before his match and check that he got his new ring gear, which looks pretty cool. Uh, the match just starts with Theory taking Loomis out of the ring straight away. He slams Loomis's head into the announce table a few times. Uh, after the uh, commercial break, uh, Theory then hits a fallaway slam, gets a two count. Loomis then immediately tries to lock in silence, but Theory manages to wriggle out. Theory then leans down and says something. I think he says, you said we were friends or something like that. Um, He then hits uh, a standing elbow drop, which looked mental. The amount of elevation he just leaped up with. Um, (laughs) Really impressive. He's he's a fucking an awesome athlete is Austin Theory. Well, I see he's getting to show a bit that I hadn't really seen him before and they didn't do much of him before. This whole well, he was on away. main roster, wasn't he, before? Very briefly. You see, briefly, he was in WrestleMania last year. <laughs> Behave, was he? Yeah, he was in the Raw Tag Title match. He teamed with Angel Garza. Oh, fuck, of course Against he did. the Prophet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, he's getting used all right here, and I'm all for it. I totally, totally forgot about that. You've got you've got to remember as well, Like he's only, what, 20... Two, 22, 23? 23, he's young. He's Something like years that. Ahead of him. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Really good. Um, so yeah, Theory leans down says, um, you said we were meant to be friends. Hits his standing elbow and drop. Uh, Theory then springs through the middle rope, uh, but Loomis counters it and hits a spine buster out of nowhere to gain the advantage. 
Um, Loomis then starts to build back his momentum as he rocks theory with several uppercuts and a corner clothesline, a bulldog, and then hits the backdrop into a leaping leg drop, which always looks really cool, um, and gets a near fall. Loomis then sets up for a suplex, but Theory manages to wriggle out and tie him up into a roll-up. Uh, Loomis gets out of that and hits a pop-up uppercut, which looked cool, slapped the fucking taste out of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> Loomis then hits Austin with a slingshot suplex, um, and then on the top rope, jumps down, rolls through, slides through onto his hands like he does that kind of weird... I don't know what it is. I don't know what to call it. It's the same thing it's he does like, on his entrance where he kind of slithers up, doesn't it? It's just like a predator slide, isn't it? Yeah, it just looks a bit <laughs> creepy. But... Austin Theory's not phased by this, doesn't care, runs over and just knocks him out immediately with a forearm uh, and gets a close two count off that. Um, Theory then gets another two count off a modified backbreaker over the knee, which looked cool. Uh, then after a bit of back and forth, uh, Loomis knocks him down with a clothesline um, and then weirdly offers him his hand to, to help him back up. Theory, I say, falls for it. He does fall for it. Um, but it's weird. I don't know if it was meant with sincerity. Their storyline's really weird. I don't get where they're going with it, whether Loomis wants to be his friend or not. Or was what. it the bit when they awkwardly stare as well? Yeah, for that, a moment be, the before handshake. Theory then just hugs him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's right. really bizarre. It, it was very Brokeback Mountain y. Like, legit. <laughs> It's so tense and weird. Lots of of sexual tension. Two muscly guys with their tops off, all sweaty. All it needed was a couple of horses in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Theory takes his hand, gets helped up, uh, goes to give him a hug, but Loomis then uses that opportunity uh, to put him into silence, but Theory, well, a chokehold, but Theory manages to break free from that. Uh, Loomis then countered um, uh, Theory's finisher, which I can't remember what he called it. It's not the TK... The uh, so, something like that. Not the TKO, pass. but the TKLM or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, he tries to do that. Loomis counters it, uh, locks in silence, and picks up the win. Not a bad match. I was all right. I, 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 got, I was quite surprised by this match, to be honest. Hmm. I'm like, intrigued where their story's going. I'm, yeah. I'm a bit confused... Um, well, so so's Austin Theory. I think that's the issue. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a sleepover. They just sat and watched films. Aaron, come on, just a just a holiday, <laughs> just a just a vacation, just a camping trip, just a camping trip. Uh, and then Kevin Dunn or the NXT equivalent decided to give you a fake Dexter Loomis chant. Yeah, did not like that. Like, not a fan. When, when is it, I'm when have fans fake, ever chanted that? I'm all for fake chants, but it's when you make one up that's yeah. the issue. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least have it be a believable chant. Yeah. I don't think fans would be chanting that if they're in there. No. Just, like, yeah. It, it would it. just be a case of cheering. That was yeah, all. They, they only have to wait a few weeks. They'll be having fans back for Mania. They can stop with that, Pap. I imagine they'll probably have some level of fans in for TakeOver as well. So stop with the naff fucking chiming chance. I've had enough of yours. Anyway, <laughs> we get a backstage interview uh, with known shit stirrer Mackenzie Mitchell uh, discussing the announcement of the tag match later on. Right. The announcement, what she says, I'm here regarding the news of the tag title match between Danny Burch, Oni Organ. Oni Organ. How many organs has he got, mate? That's his only one. Only one. (laughs) Like, how do you get that so wrong? 
Fuck it, use your words, Mackenzie. Come on. <laughs> She's then interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I didn't quite get what he was trying to say in this. He was saying, Tim isn't here. Ask her to ask Imperium if they've seen Wolf or something. I was just really confused. I didn't quite get what this was about. Troy, you were confused. I haven't watched NXT for the past two weeks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on from it then. It's fine. Um, I didn't understand. No, no. You don't understand. <laughs> Ch- Champa appears to be looking more and more like Netro Butcher. Netro Butcher. Net- oh, Aaron, come on, mate. Fucking hell, have you and Mackenzie Mitchell been going to the same language classes? Find <laughs> <laughs> me up, WWE. <laughs> Um, ne- Necro Butcher, in other words, if you don't know who that is, your granddad who can't stand your gran, so pretends to do stuff in the shed all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gold. <laughs> um, after this rather confusing segment, we then get Adam fresh tan coal in the ring. So he looks orange as fuck. He, was, he looks, he he looks like a Terry's chocolate orange wrapper. Uh, it was ridiculous, it wasn't was it? Bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Come on. It was like when Pete Dunn came out of it a few weeks ago and I was like, You look like you've been tangoed. What's gone on? Oh. It's just there's a there's a level. Like no one tans like that. It's unnatural. Stop doing it. The only like, person that gets away with it is Dolph Ziggler, but that's because he's done it since like twenty ten. Yeah, I mean even in twenty ten he wasn't really getting away as I, I, I think I think if he stopped he would come out in a rash, so <laughs> <laughs> He's got to do that, keeping up appearances and all that. <laughs> so yeah, Adam Cole's in ring, um, discusses Kyle O'Reilly's appearance from last week, uh, says that Kyle's jealous because he's never been as successful as him, uh, and that by doing what he did last week, he just signed a death warrant. Uh, he won't leave the ring until Kyle appears. Uh, William Regal then comes out and says that Kyle wasn't cleared last week, and now he's been injured again as a result of what happened. Tells him that he's not in the building, that he's been banned. Carl then appears on screen, uh, which looks like he's sat in a car, says that he won't be there as a safety precaution, but more so for Cole's safety. He finds it hilarious how pissed off Cole is that he lost last week. He says he won't rest until he ends him because he tried to end his career and says it'll do what he has to uh, and says you should consider this a threat. I thought this was a really, really good promo. Um, Cole then approaches Regan and says he'll find Kyle first in order to hurt him. Great stuff. Is, is Strong dead? What happened to him? Uh, he lost last week to Balor, I think. Uh, I can't remember what happened after. I don't remember anything that happened or not after the match. Could have done. But, yeah, for some reason, he's not on TV. Yeah, I think he's just... This, I mean, it's obviously there'll be more on this later, but it's it obviously building to a big blow-off match between Cole and Kyle. And yeah. at some point, like... I assume Strong's just going to go off and sort of forge this singles career again, kind of like he did before he joined them. But the intrigue is obviously around where Bobby Fish is going to fit into all this when he comes back. Um, I've no idea when he's due back. Um, but I mean, the thing is, what I find weird is like, yes, Bobby Fish is injured. That doesn't mean that he can't make any TV, like he can't make any appearances. Like when Kyle O'Reilly was injured, they still had him as part of it. Like even when... The, the pandemic hit and Carl, I think Carl was in Canada and the rest of the guys were still in yeah. the States. They still had him kind of chime in and do bits and stuff like that. So I don't quite get why they keep got fish off TV like during all of this. But You've got MVP just now on Raw. 
You are. MVP on Raw just now. He's injured and he's yeah, just... exactly. He's still managing to be an on-screen presence, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, even when Fish was injured like a, a year or two ago, I can't remember, he's fairly injury-prone. Um, yeah. But he was injured like a year or two ago and he was still coming out with them. He, not wrestling, but he was still there. So unless this is playing... Well, it obviously is playing into something a bit bigger down the line. I have a feeling he might get involved in their match, at, their inevitable match at Stand and Deliver. But yeah. we'll soon see. There's obviously a lot of intrigue around this, um, and rightly so. I think it's going to be super, whatever happens. Uh, after this, we then get an interview with Shotzi and Ember. Uh, Robert Stone and his crew turn up and say they want to challenge them. I didn't really pay much attention right. to this. I did, I I'm, got I'm, the gist of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get the one note out of the way before I ran, right? Okay. Alia's is that grader of NXT, isn't she? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just always there. No one gives a fuck about her. Never getting anything. Never getting anything. Give Aaliyah the internet championship. Make her relevant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing getting over that fan? I'm trying to get over. <laughs> um, right. Now, these NXT women's tag titles. Introduced last week. Yes. Yep. Do we necessarily need them? Uh, yes, because Vinny won't let anyone else play with the ones that he's got on Raw and SmackDown. But they're... I know, oh. I know. What they should have done, they they should have done the right thing, and they should have just had Shayna and Nia drop them and had that as the only women's tag team championships, and either keep them exclusively to NXT, which they should do because they'll treat them properly. Or they have them go between brands, but actually do it properly and have them go between brands rather than yeah. show up on NXT once in a blue moon, but we'll keep having the same feuds on Raw and SmackDown. So it's like a double-edged sword, if you like. It's it's good that they have got them on NXT because they'll use them properly, but they shouldn't have had to introduce a new set of them for them to yeah. do that. It's disappointing. Right. Um, but yeah, um, if you because you didn't watch NXT last week, so the tag titles... I, I they were introduced last week. They were given to Kai and Gonzalez, who were challenged immediately by Shotzi and Ember, who then immediately lost them on the same night. Right. Why Why not just have them in a match then? Like, I know. Or the titles to begin with. Yeah. They could have just had the final of the Dusty Classic for them instead. Or or, or that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't get it, but... Yeah. Um, you do you, NXT. You do you. You do you, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of boo-boos, Jordan Ruddy Devlin rocks up in a Ferrari. Yes, boy. <laughs> After this, we get uh, Brizango versus Legado del Fantasma. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> what was that oh, sigh for? <laughs> oh. Commentary, by the way. Oh, right. So just as the match is getting started, Wade Barrett decides to chip in with Brizango, a founding father of NXT as he is the winner of season three. I like to think myself as the leading founding father as a one season one. Uh, Beth Did replied, I, that's, it's, I'm sure it was that he said. It was something like that. Oh. Uh, is that not right? Well, I don't, was, I, I don't recall him being on it, but you, you carry on and I'll look yeah, it up as you're talking. It was something along them lines. It, it was the last few words I didn't quite catch. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, Beth replies, more like founding grandfather. <laughs> right? right. You know what You know what the issue is? They're both the same age. They're 40 oh, years on. old. They're 40 years old. 
fucking pot calling kettle blackbeth winds your neck in love she she's the one that's whapped out a kid is she whapped out a kid? <laughs> two isn't she well there you go she fucking pipe it down then <laughs> um you were right wade was the uh season one winner of nxt yeah i, I, I had I no idea what you said yeah, yeah. i i liked Indeed. how on commentary at the, like you said at the start when they mentioned that how they did talk about kind of fandango being one of the the fourth the fourth if you like but one of those season winners and also that breeze had the opening match of the first takeover outside of Florida against Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Is, I forget about that as well. And it was a really good match as well. Yeah. yeah. You forget how long they've been uh, in, in in NXT as well and really kind of put them on the map when they were establishing as like a decent alternative to, to main roster stuff. But yeah, good shit. Good guys, Breezango. Um, so yeah, this match kicks off uh, with Mendoza and Fandango. Uh, Mendoza tries to get an early advantage, but Fandango saws him coming, uh, knocks him down, also fought off Wild, who manages to get in uh, with the clothesline. He then hang Mendoza up on the top rope um, and tags in Breeze for a double-team uh, bit of offense and gets a two-count off that. Mendoza then hits Breeze with a Shining Wizard, tags in Wild, and Legado are able to turn things around briefly before Fandango gets back in the ring and hits a drop kick for a two-count. Wild then hits a drawbreaker, uh, which allows them to gain a bit of an advantage. Mendoza gets tagged in, uh, is immediately floored by Fandango, who quickly scales the top turnbuckle um, and looks to hit some aerial offense. However, he gets knocked, uh, Fandango knocks him down. Uh, Wild then de- uh, distracts Dango, which allows Mendoza to knock him off the top rope to the floor with a, a running kick, which looked really impressive. He sort of did a, sort of a cartwheel or a, f- a front flip or something like that. Um, after the break, both men on the outside of the ring, uh, Fandango sends Mendoza into the barricade and Breeze manages to get the hot tag eventually uh, and took it to Wild with a flurry of quick strikes. He then locked Wild into a hard crab submission um, but couldn't get him to tap out, so he breaks it up um, and then I think it's like a monkey flip uh, over the top rope. Uh, Breeze then hits Wild with a supermodel kick. I forget that that's what he calls it. Supermodel <laughs> it kick. Chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hits one of those to Mendoza to break up a pin. Um, Wild then made a blind tag uh, that allowed uh, Legado del Fantasma to hit their finisher for the win. Um, this really was only there to kind of serve as the aftermath, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, after the match is over, Jordan Devlin comes out uh, for a confrontation with Santos. He says that Escobar has been running around pretending to be champion for a year. Um, he says that he didn't need to jump in from behind. Uh, you may call yourself the king, but the ace is back. Uh, tells him to throw his replica away because the guy he's been filling in for is back. <laughs> I love this. Jordan Devlin's such a gobshite. I love it. <laughs> it's just like that mouthy little kid on the playground. But the he, thing is, he, he can back it up, and he's brilliant. He's like a Pez dispenser of words. <laughs> <laughs> Escobar then uh, retorts by saying that he redefined what it means to be a cruiserweight. He made history as the champion and has proven it time and time again. What history? I mean, Tell yeah, me. I agree. <laughs> he's, he's been there for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it could be referring to more so what he did prior to WWE because he was fairly well known elsewhere, but wasn't he? Is is words where I've made history as cruiserweight champion? Yeah, I've got to disagree with you there, Santos. <laughs> <laughs> you you speak in toss. Um, 
<laughs> he's he is good though. Um, I wouldn't say he's yeah made history of it, but he's. I think he's made cruiserweight wrestling maybe a bit more enjoyable to watch again. He, he's made it feel like. It's like it's worth something neat, again. It's worth something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, saying that, I still find it. And I, I don't watch two hundred five live, so I don't know. But is he ever on two hundred five live? Because isn't that whole division based around the title that he holds, and yet he's only yeah. ever seen on NXT? I, I, I think while uh, Wild and Wild and Mendoza Wild, are on there. Yeah, I think yeah. them two are on it as a tag team, but I don't mm. think Escobar is ever there. Yeah, it's just, it's a bit odd. I I don't know. I might need to catch up on a few episodes of 205 Live and see what's going on there because you've still got people like like Brian Kendrick there and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I remember he was on Raw for ages when they had the Cruiserweight I, division exclusively on Raw. And now I he's think, just... I think last time I watched it was when Neville and Enzo Amore were the two top players on it. Fucking hell. That's going <laughs> I think that was the last time I genuinely watched it. Yeah. No, sorry, I lie. I watched it once because there was a Alexander versus Ali street fight, I Ooh. think it was. Like that one off. Yeah, yeah. That was There's those rare gems on there. Like to be fair, yeah. I remember when um Buddy Murphy well, I say when he dropped down to two oh five. There was no way Buddy Murphy was ever two oh five. Just see the size of him. There's no way he was two oh five. But when he won it and when he was kind of doing his whole like best kept secret thing, I remember 205 being like fun to watch then as well because he was awesome. Um, but yeah, I, pff, Escobar's decent. I wouldn't say he's kind of done anything stand out. He, he's made that title mean something, really. Yeah. Like, fair play to him. But, but it's all right because fucking Jordan Devlin's back. So move uh, over, Escobar. Yeah. Um, he says he still has the title because everyone forgot he had it. Oh, deep burn. Uh, tells him to wrap up his business in the UK and to come over and face him. Escobar then challenged Devlin to a match at TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Uh, Devlin then absolutely nuts him, hits a suplex, and then scuppers off of his title. Did, did you notice that he picked up the wrong title, though? Oh, did he? And ran, ran away with Oh, come on, Jordan. <laughs> Come on, boy. <laughs> what are you playing he, at? <laughs> taking Escobar's title like that, mate. What he should have done like, is taken them both. Yeah. That would have been interesting. He, he, I mean, to be to be fair to him, they look identical. Yeah. Like, obviously, they were. it was like, you done a quick, like, headbutt. Yeah. And then, I like can't remember. It was a Sayudo suplex or something. That was it, a Sayudo yeah. suplex. And then just made a quick grab a belt and run. So I'm just going to grab the nearest one to me. I don't care yeah. if it's mine. Pretty <laughs> <Not> much. <laughs> and that, this whole thing of them arguing just gave me the whole, have you ever seen a meme with the two Spider-Mans just like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, it. The no, Spider-Man. I'm the Spider-Man. No, I'm the Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> Um, after this segment, uh, we see Adam Cole uh, leaving the building. Uh, he's asked by, I think it's Mackenzie, it interviews him if he's concerned about what Carl said. He says that he'll find him and he'll end him. He says that's not indisputed, but it's a promise. We then get what? what? He changed it. He changed the phrase. Dearie. <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter? It's not like undisputed error or a thing anymore now. How <laughs> <laughs> dare he? <laughs> 
We then get a video package for a new Japanese signing coming to NXT called Sarai. Uh, The Warrior of the Sun. My gripe about this is they love these bullshit nicknames for Japanese wrestlers, don't they? Hey, Empress of Tomorrow, fucking... What do they call Io Shirai? The Master of the Sky or something? And Kairi Sane was like the fucking Pirate of the Sea. and Yeah. Uh, Well, would you like to know more on this Sarai person? I do, yeah. I've never heard of her. Yeah, yeah, well, she's younger than me. She's 24 years old. Younger? She's what, 11? (laughs) (laughs) Don't! (laughs) Um... Our first ever match was against Mako Satamura in 2011. Bloody hell. Okay. Yeah. Um, she she won a tournament called the Young O-O Tag Team Tournament. The Young O-O. O-O as in O. Oh. It, it's literally spelt just the word young and then in capitals O exclamation mark space. O exclamation mark. <laughs> okay. Um, and... Uh, she was meant to move to America when she signed in February last year. But oh, COVID okay. happened. COVID happened, obviously. So WWE just allowed her to compete in Japan until she was able to cross. Wow. They allow her to compete there, but Kyrie Sane's like, can I compete in something? No, you can't love. Uh, well, Fucking hell. There you go. Double standards there. That's not on. <laughs> wow. Expect Kyrie Sane to come and break her damn neck. Uh, she's gonna come, come oh, back and stand in the liver, jump off a pirate ship. Uh, like, this is my oh, yard. This is my poop deck. That's <laughs> what they call it. It's on a pirate ship, isn't it? <laughs> uh, she also won a shit ton of Japan women's titles, but I didn't want to write them all out. So she she won some things. She won she won things. Yes, tings, mad tings, big tings. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, so she signed, um, and I imagine we'll probably see a debut. Uh, they didn't give a date, but I imagine fairly soon. Um, not like on Raw, where they go, oh, here's here's Rhea Ripley. She's going to debut next week. And then three weeks of vignettes later, still no sign of her. The, they're they're the, fairly quick to get like debut signings on TV of NXT. The, the, the less and less time like that happens, the more and more that happens, the less and less time we've got for her to be in that match at I know, I know. It's, it's <laughs> going to happen. They're going to shoehorn her in one way or another. I feel like, I don't know, Charlotte's going to be having like a, not a number one contender, but the equivalent of, although she's kind of already declared herself as, yeah, I'm going to. I feel like Ripley's going to cost it her and that's what's going to inject her into a match and make it a, a triple threat or something. Or they have what I feel like they've been teasing where they say there's loads of women that are saying they're making themselves eligible. Like, oh, I deserve yeah. it, I deserve it. And have a multi-women match, and she's like a special entrant. We'll see. Um, we then get uh, a quick thing about Cameron Grimes, him tweeting some hilarious Photoshop pictures. <laughs> uh, like, sorry, I can't make it into work today. Like, I'm on vacation. Just <laughs> brilliant. Swimming with dolphins and God knows what else is in that a fucking pina colada. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next match of the night is Dakota Kai against Zoe Stark. Right. When Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez come out, right? Mm. So, first of all, when did Dakota Kai stop wearing her knee brace? When was... Uh, did... I'll be honest, I can't remember. Yeah, it just sort of disappeared, to mm-hmm. be honest. Anyway, the more important thing, 
fake boo chance for Dakota Kai, even though everyone was cheering her two weeks ago. What's going on there? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Make your mind up with them. Like, like we were all cheering because they were against Jackson Baszler two weeks ago. Fair enough, right? Why not just... like Everyone loves Raquel Gonzalez. You may as well just add Dakota Kai in there. To be fair, they're pretty over at this point. I think if they had had a full building of fans in there, I think they'd be getting more cheers than they would booze, to be honest. They're They're over like Rover. Everyone loves them. But yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I will boom against Shayna and not like who who do you want to be heels in this situation? <laughs> Make your minds up, because <laughs> it seems like they they haven't got a clue. <laughs> we, we've just got to boo them two weeks later. It's fine. Yeah, yeah we'll forget that happened the other forget week. Forget happened. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just raise it up from your memory. You put it in that big <laughs> fucking what was it? Shamus shaped rug. <laughs> <laughs> But that's for for anyone that was watching, uh, listening rather to our raw. I think it was our raw review a couple it of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, moving on to the match, Dakota uh, against Zoe Stark. Uh, so yeah, from the off, both women exchanging some holds, um, uh, a few kicks and stuff like that. Um, neither one of them man- managing to get an advantage. Stark, however, does eventually manage to bring Kai down uh, with several arm drags and then into a hammerlock where she started to work her arm. Stark then gets a two count off a hell of a clothesline um, onto Kai, which looked good. Uh, Kai then starts to get back into the match and was able to get Stark into the corner, um, hits her with a running kick to the face and gets a two count off that. Kai then starts to attack uh, Stark as things go to the outside of the ring. However, Stark stuns her, uh, stuns Kai with a kick and hits a slingshot crossbody from the ring to the floor. After the commercial break, Kai and Stark take each other down with double clotheslines at the same time. Um, Stark then starts to build momentum uh, with a quick string of offensive manoeuvres, folds up Kai with a half-and-half suplex and then a kick to the jaw for a two-count attempt. Kai briefly turned things around by hitting Stark with a pump kick to the head as she's draped over the apron floor. Uh, Stark then hits a super kick on the apron and attempts a German, but Kai blocks it. Stark then comes flying into the ring from the top rope, but Kai hits her just mid-air with a super kick, which looked vicious. It was up there with Shawn Michaels on Shelton Benjamin, I tell oh, you. Fu- oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Uh, wow, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That was just like an episode of Raw as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah, just a, a throwaway a match on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah catches a square in the jaw with a super kick, uh, follows that up with a running kick in the corner, gets another two count. Uh, both women then uh, trade some roll-up pin attempts. Start then plants Kai with a rolling fireman's carry and ascends a top rope. Um, but is then downed by Kai with another kick. Kai then hits a finisher, the Kota kick for the pin and the win. After the match, Kai and Gonzalez start to taunt Stark in the corner, but Io Shirai's music hits. Uh, she comes out of a contract for a title match between her and Gonzalez. Um, what I did, and it plays into a little interview that they have later, but what was kind of amusing is that Dakota Kai was stood right in front of Io as she came into the ring. And Eero Shirai just paid her absolutely no mind at all. A little bit like with Drew and well, the Miz when he yeah. just totally blanked him and walked past him on the ramp. She looked at her and then just looked over her shoulder and went, ah, you're who ah, I'm looking You're for. the one I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I know what this is building to, or I've got an idea what this is building to. Obviously, um, Shirai and Gonzalez are having a match, but I feel like we might get a face turn from Kai. Ah, uh, 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 I thought it was the other way. I thought what, it was Gonzalez true. face turn. Yeah. Fuck. 
She can't. She's the big hoss, isn't she? She's the big hoss in the women's division. Rhea was the big hoss for how many years in NXT? Yeah, that's also true. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's they've but they've only booked Gonzalez as a big hoss heel. They never they, out and out booked Ripley as a, as a heel, did they? They did to begin with. Did they? Yeah. She was more uh, of a, she was a face over face. gradually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'd be an interesting one. Um I thought it was the other way, but yeah. To be fair, Kai's already been face. It didn't. We saw how that worked out for her. It was just Shayna Baszler trying to break her arm every week. Yeah, that was that was when she turned on. Oh, what's her face? Knox. Aye, War Games. At War Games, yeah. Bus up her knee. Aye. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, another little story, kind of intrigue. There's there's plenty of these on NXT. Um, and it feels kind of about time. Like it's a shame that if when that does happen, it'll be them kind of splitting up because it feels like they're one of the tag teams that really kind of start to build that division on NXT. Um, but Kai is uh, sorry, Gonzalez is inevitably going to go off and be the the NXT Women's Champion at some point. Um, but yeah, we'll see what comes of that. Um, we then go backstage with Mackenzie and Regal. Staff then run over to Regal and say something's happened to, to Adam Cole. And then we don't see anything else for a little bit. Uh, after the break, we then get an MSK video package. Um, and then a quick interview with uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. Just addressing so, them, say that they're going to go and fuck them up. I think MSK had to do this promo. I'm sure I've seen somewhere that Wesley has a hand injury. Yeah, he broke his hat like a, an actual hand injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, why a couple of weeks ago, which is part. So they were, um, they were meant to be. I can't remember what it was. They were meant to be in a match, and then he broke his hand. So in storyline, they took like GYV took him out, and GYV took their place instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be a banger when we get that because their their match in the Dusty Cup final was superb. Yeah. I mean, so, so good. depending on when that hand heals, it could be stand deliver easily. I hope so. I hope so. Like, they've got what? They usually do five, six matches. That's 10 to 12 matches. This is, yeah, two days. There's plenty, plenty yeah. of space for it. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it just depends on the severity of the handbrake, but we will soon see, I'm sure. Uh, moving on to the next match of the night, uh, Marcel Bartel of Imperium versus Big Tommaso Champa or Necro Butcher, as you think he is. Now. <laughs> My granddad in his shed. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> uh, Champa wearing a Thatcher shirt as he comes out. Mm. Yeah. Big fan of that. that was, Big fan that of that. That was quite good. Yeah. Um, would you like to talk about Beth Phoenix on commentary again, Troy? Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> yeah, would, Aaron. Please, right. please do. Uh, well, it starts off. She asked, Tell me where's Wolf Alexander Wolf? She means yeah. uh, Barrett goes, He's gone fishing. Barrett, you could have thought something better yeah, than now, that. Barrett, come on, lad, come on, right? Play the game. Play uh, the game Barrett, lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I've just got my bit wrong here. Uh, Barrett goes, You can't call this an attack, they want Thatcher on their team. They used to team with him at ring camp on the indies for crying out loud. Sorry, I couldn't read my own spelling there. Or my fucking... Have you, have you been writing in fucking hieroglyphics again? Pokemon <laughs> unknowns, mate. <laughs> 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 
yeah, I'm surprised that the name dropping of Ringkampf because yeah, it's whether yeah. they they do that thing where I don't. I suppose it's because Ringkampf were in WXW, weren't they? Which either did they still exist or did WWE buy them no, out along well, with like a few other companies? They existed until I think that whole third party thing happened. Ah, okay. And yeah, because I know the Ring Camp store it, got shut down, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it got shut down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising that he, he's able to name drop it, though. Ah, uh, just weird, but never mm-hmm. mind. Um, so, yeah, uh, to the match. So, as uh, Bartel's making his entrance uh, with Eichner, Tommaso Ciampa uh, attacks, attacks Eichner with a chair and then just launches him over the barricade. The match then starts. Ciampa goes right after Bartel. Um, and then after a bit of back and forth, Bartel eventually manages to wrestle Ciampa down to the mat, keeps him grounded with a headlock. Ciampa oh. attempts to fight back, but Bartel hits a nice double underhook suplex uh, and then goes to the middle rope. Um, but is caught midair by Ciampa with the knee. Uh, Eichner then recovers, makes his way back to ringside to cause a distraction, which allows Bartel to down Champa uh, and hit a basement drop kick and sends him out to the floor. Bartel then chokes Champa against the middle rope while, to- uh, while talking some trash to the camera. Um, and I think he said something in the lines of telling Thatcher to step in line and to join them, basically. Um, yeah. Champa then begins to fire up, hits several clotheslines, uh, a chop to the throat, takes Eichner again uh, with a knee on the apron. Champa then hits Willow's Bell for the end. For the win, for the finish, just, um, uh, just abruptly, a really, really abrupt ending. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this played into more of what happened after the match. It, it seemed yeah. to be. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to be a theme on this week's episode where we got kind of short, nothing matches, but it was more so about what was happening afterwards. Well, um, we're built. We're building up to this big mania caliber event, aren't we? Oh, mate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Takeover's going to absolutely smash it out of the water this year. Oh, yeah. It, it really is. Like the, Some of the matches they've got built on there are, are unreal. Every single one of them could be a headliner of a Takeover at the moment. Yeah. Um, it, this one included. So, yeah, Imperium's music hits, and big Walter, United Kingdom champion, appears on the stage, uh, makes his way down, takes his jacket off, puts his belt on the side, gets in the ring and signals to the rest of Imperium to attack Champa. Uh-huh. As they do that, Champa gets back up and then he absolutely chops the soul out of him. Oh. <laughs> that was oh. horrible. He's going to bludgeon him when they face each other. Ch- Champa's pecs have just instantly torn apart. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone concave. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a Jericho oh. chest. Um <laughs> <laughs> MGF said something about that this week. Oh, did he now? Yeah, he did. <laughs> if you want to know what he said, listen to our AEW review, which Aaron yeah. will be recording shortly after this. He's on double duty. <laughs> <laughs> and as if the chop to Champa's chest wasn't enough, um, Walter follows up with a power bomb for good measure uh, and Imperium stand tall in the middle of the ring, minus Alexander Wolf. So... I wonder what's happening. I think he's obviously taken out Thatcher or I say taking him out. Could have just taken him out for dinner. He could be softening him up. And just or being, they're both on the heavy sesh together. They're on the big sesh. Big sesh. One of them ring camp seshes. Snorting lines and banging names. <laughs> That's your go-to, isn't it? That's my go-to. <laughs> uh, after this, um, 
we see outside and there's a load of police cars and sirens and stuff and Kyle O'Reilly's been bundled into the back of a car handcuffed uh, Adam Cole's also handcuffed standing at the other end of the street screaming that he tried to run him over and just swearing his head off and effing and blinding uh, and, and Regal's just like I don't know what the fuck to do here yeah like <laughs> Kevin Dunn's having a mare the night. He's having to press a beeper button constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After this, we cut back into the arena and backstage coming from the locker room is LA Knight. He does something where he goes, yeah, which apparently is something he used to do in Impact. Well, well, the thing that he'd done on Impact or TNA was, yeah, dummy, yeah, and he would press a big red button right this it's not even the full thing so it just doesn't make sense at all oh, okay maybe it's like, just a little nod to it then but he does it all the time so he's gonna he's making it a thing oh is the issue he's, he's making it a thing but without it being a full thing yeah <laughs> uh, yeah oh well uh bronson repasses him in the background and gives him a dirty dirty glare um which leads us into our next match uh, the debuting LA Knight against Austin Gray of 205 Live fame. Why, why did LA Knight's music sound like a GTA 3? It, like, it sounds like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It's like that G-Funk vibe. I'm all for it. Oh, it's awesome. It was so weird. I can't even remember what his music was in Impact Day, but it wasn't <laughs> like that. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it seems weird. It doesn't quite... F- I mean, I don't get what his gimmick is, but... I'm not sure that suits him. Do you know my my worry is? I was going to talk about this after the match, but we'll talk about it now. I don't know much about this LA Knight guy. I know he was Eli Drake previously, and I'd heard his name banded about. I hadn't really seen much of him, and I know that he was also um, NWD. No, he was, yeah, 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 but he was also part of WWE 2014 or something like that a while ago. Um, yeah. And signed with them like developmental contract and, and nothing came of it. And he went under a different name to any of his previous ones. Um, my worry with him, or not my worry, not with him, but my worry, what could happen? Is he going to get the EC3 treatment? The thing and is- he just kind of fades into like nothing and they don't really ever do anything with him. So EC3 came in with a lot of fanfare and obviously... He'd made a really big name for himself in Impact, and he was previously with NXT under a different name. They didn't really use him. He went off, made a real name for himself, and they brought him back in on that kind of. Well, you've seen him elsewhere. Now he was like, he was TNA's like number one guy at one point. Yeah, before he signed, and then they never pulled the trigger on him. They had him in that multi-man match for the the North American Championship. That was it. But that was outshadowed as well because Ricochet also debuted in well, that match. Exactly, yeah. And you, well, <laughs> anyone else in that match, no one else might have been there. <laughs> so it's that was it, almost like he was doomed from the start. It's just like, oh, we're going to give you your debut, but also Ricochet's debut. Like, oh, I won't bother showing up then. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> right, like, he is, he's, you've hit a spot on the head with EC3 mentioned there because. Mm. He isn't. He's he's a good wrestler, but not great. Mm. He is more for the mic. And he's a promo, promo guy. Because he's rid- excellent, like, at, ridiculously good at promos. Like I, I can promise you that fucking hallway walk where he's just chatting shit about Andre and that. That We're was get off that the every, Yeah, you That's, reckon? I can, 
that I can tell you that was off the cuff. Yeah. And he's awesome at pro and that's 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 the only way I can see him surviving because they they love guys that can cut pro like they're big on promos. But then are we just because it's it's like Enzo. <laughs> Enzo could cut a really good promo, was garbage in the ring. That's not to say that LA Knight is garbage in the ring. I've only seen one match, so I don't know. But you can't solely rely on a guy that's just good at promos and is bang average in the ring. And I just, I yeah, I worry that he may end up getting that same treatment. And in two years' time, when he's had his call up to the to Raw or SmackDown, and we get excited about it, he's chasing after our truth backstage. Just like EC3 was, do you know what I mean? And I, I'm yeah, looking, no, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. So we'll see. Like, it's it's early days. It is early days, but yeah. He's also got very beefy since his TNA days. Like, Has he? He looks he looks in good shape. But I hadn't seen him before, but yeah, he's thickened up. Like definitely thick. He's <laughs> thickened up. Let's <laughs> put a bit of that cornstarch in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the match, um, Knight easily takes control of the match right from the off. Um, hits a nice springboard shoulder charge from the apron. Um, just as Knight grounded Gray with, I think it was like a, a tilt to world slam, Bronson Reed comes out onto the ramp to distract him. Uh, he's got Knight's blue leather jacket that he was wearing the other week. Um, he puts it on and then sort of tenses his arm. It's clearly too big for him. He just tears it into shreds. Um, ah. Obviously, it's distracts LA Knight uh, which allows Gray for uh, which allows Gray rather to roll him up for a two count right Beth Phoenix this was the one sorry I was too eager to speak about it apparently <laughs> this is the one right so when he's trying to fit Knight's jacket on himself Barrett goes that's a Gucci custom fit jacket uh, Beth replies more like a Gucci yeah Ooh, that doesn't make sense right? I don't know what you mean right. Beth well I had to Google Bucci. It came up bakers and shoe designers and all that shit. But I went on Urban Dictionary and it says basically it's the words bad and Gucci together. Oh, get out. I I can say, Troy, I hate you. You're so Bucci and all that shit. It's like, fuck off. Right. (laughs) So anyway, anyway, when she replies with that, the other one, whatever his name is, no way about it. Vic Joseph. Aye, that fucking pile of shit. (laughs) You're on fire tonight, Beth. No, you're, def- no. you're definitely not. I've heard some of the tribe you've been chatting, Beth. You're not. That is absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, off the surprise distraction and roll-up attempt by Gray, uh, he then hits a, a bit of offense to try and build some momentum. Uh, hits a nice net breaker, but Knight manages to make a quick comeback uh, after Gray misses. Uh, it's like a sort of springboard, like insecurity climbs up onto the top turnbuckle and he does yeah. that kind of tightrope walk thing across the top. Um, it's got a name. I can't remember what it was. And it sounded like Vic Joseph was building up to what it was saying. Um, but no idea. I suppose I'll have to watch 205 live to find that out. August, August falls or 50 shades of gray or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, off off the back of him missing that kick, uh, Knight hits his finisher for an easy win. Uh, his finisher sort of looks a little bit like a stunner, but and instead of kind of sitting down with it, he just drives their face into the mat. Well, was this... Th- this is the same move that I, I'm pretty sure they had on Impact as well. Okay. Um, I've written down the old version of Dirty Deeds that used to be used by Dean Ambrose. Oh, before of course. Before it changed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it was just like... 
an underhook DDT. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that was how he done yeah, it. Yeah, it well. was. It was. Yeah. Because I remember it looked pretty brutal. He just mashed the face into the mat. Yeah. Yeah. He just went full power, just fall face first, bang. <laughs> <laughs> you watch, they're going to give it some naff name. Be like, oh, the Night Rider. Get out. <laughs> Night and day. Woo. Oh my life. <laughs> After this, we get uh, a little backstage bit with Gonzalez in the contract. Uh, says that EO's title has an expiration date once she signs it. Dakota Kai then comes in, says that announces that she got Regal to make a tag match for next week um, with Kai and Gonzalez against Shirai and Stark. Gonzalez says um, she can have her whenever she wants now that she's got the contract, but Kai insists that she needs this match for her and that they need it as a tag team as they've suffered two losses back-to-back. Uh, we then get an advert for Trent versus Devlin on NXT. Uh, well, are, you, are you skimming over that contract talk, making and that tag team talk? Right? Did, did this not feel like Dakota Kai is trying to swear away from um, the NXT women's title? I don't know. Like, th- this is why I said the heel and it, face turn is going does. to be the other and way. And to be fair, right, I, 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 I'm wrong now for glossing over that because we spoke about it in a little bit yes. of length earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, actually. I think I even said more yeah. of that later. But yeah, um, it feels like Kai knows that once she has that title shot, she's going to lose her. So she's doing everything she can to try and kind of cling on. And yeah. that's why I think that Kai might be the one to go face, maybe, because Gonzalez will just get ticked off with her trying to stop her winning the belt, trying to stop her from achieving her goal by keeping her in a tag team. And Gonzalez is just like, I've had enough of you. I've got things to do. And bins her off. Fuck off, hen. Fuck off, hen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think we're going to get yeah. the face I, turn I, for Kai. I'll still go the other way. I think it'll be the other it, way. It could happen. Yeah. It's, it's mm, I don't know. It's, it could go the other way. It could be, Kai could maybe end up costing Gonzalez the match. And her reasoning is like, I didn't if it, want- if, if, if it wasn't for us tagging, you wouldn't be relevant. You weren't doing anything before people started taking notice of you when we tagged. That's down to me. Yeah. That's easily then, how you yeah, yeah. It could happen. Yeah, it could. Right. Um, it, it, it could happen both ways. I'm not going, no, it's definitely going to go yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, someone's, someone's turning. <laughs> someone's turning in that. Someone, yeah. Someone's going face. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, after that, <clears throat> we get an advert for Trent, uh, Trent Seven versus Jordan Devlin for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship on NXT UK. It says tomorrow night. At time of recording, it's tonight. Um, I've noted here, I know that NXT UK is pre-recorded, but don't insult my intelligence. You've just shown him in Florida. What's he, has he, has he got a Concord plane? <laughs> has he managed to get Concord like recommissioned so he can zip back to the UK and challenge it? Like what's going on? Why would you do that? He's got a thousand leprechauns, like arm in arm, just paddling <laughs> away across the sea. <laughs> and his little Irish longboat. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bit of a weird one. Um, but anyway, 
it will be a bloody good match when that happens. In fact, it's on tonight. It's on NXT UK. And if you want to know what we thought of that match, you can listen to our NXT UK review, which will be up and ready available tomorrow night after I've recorded it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we get a Tian Sha um, video package. I think teasing the... Is it, is it Mei Ling? Is that her name? Um, yeah. Might be debuting soon? There was a very like zoomed that. image of her, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Just I, f- I feel like we've got to at some point. Well, she's got to come soon. Some point, really. Yeah, like, it's um, we can't just have her sitting there all the time. Sat in the chair all the time, putting her hand up. Yeah. Just come on, love, pull your finger out, get your hands join dirty. The dark order. You just join the dark order. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's doing. AWWWE NXT confirmed door forbidden For door open. That, that- that forbidden door has just been knocked right off its hinges. Right off its hinges. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't see William Regal, and he's asked what's going on with the whole kind of uh, Cole and O'Reilly situation. Um, he says that if the police drop the charges next week, then he demands that both Cole and Carl come back to the CWC because he's got a solution for it. That's definitely leading to a big fuck off match at Takeover. Uh, I, I've I've got down here either a parking lot brawl, which is the least likely, just because they were in the outside in cars yeah. and shit, or last man standing match. It's got to be a last man or something got, along those lines. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, or a fucking or a I quit match. I or... quit. Yeah, falls count anywhere. Yeah, uh, loser leaves NXT, and that's Cole's push up to the main. Well, I keep saying main. It's not main roster. Over to Raw or SmackDown. NXT's the don't, main don't, roster. Don't argue with it, Troy. Just admit it. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. They've got they've got a men's and women's world title on there. They're a legitimate third brand. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you can shake your head all you want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think Regal's announcing a big old match for Stand and Deliver. Um, yeah. This uh, we know that's coming. It's for me. It's the stipulation that is the intrigue around that. Uh, whatever it is, it's going to be an absolute barn burner, I think. Um, that leads us into uh, our main event of the evening, which is Finn Balor and Karrion Cross versus Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, uh, who are the NXT Tag Team Champions. When did um, Lorcan and Birch actually come out? Because they just appeared. They just appeared. They, I, so... The tag team champions in this match get the jobbers entrance. De- defending their titles get the jobbers entrance. It's fucking mad, isn't it? How the fuck is that? Happened? I know. I know. <laughs> it's more. Oh, thing is, that doesn't sit right with me. When you're this match is only there to basically further Balor and Cross's feud. That's fine, but don't do it at the expense of your tag team champions. It just, yeah. Got to be careful that. Don't do it too often. Don't like, don't degrade them. It's like were were they on their knees like hiding like at the side of the ring when Karrion Cross came out and Scarlet was running about going, Ooh, spooky Ooh, things. Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Pray on <laughs> It's not Halloween anymore, pet. Go home. Put some proper clothes on. Run around with your wabs out. <laughs> Respect yourself before everyone else respects you. Come on, Hen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the match itself. 
cross started strong, immediately taking down uh, Lorcan with a suplex. He then continues to work on Birch when he gets tagged in, floors him with a clothesline, uh, picks him up, puts him into a bear hug, which he seemed to be in forever. Uh, Birch eventually manages to break out of that, but then is just immediately floored with another slam. Uh, Cross goes to hit Birch of a suplex, but Lorkin runs in to try and stop it. He still manages to hit the suplex anyway, and it looked like Birch landed awkwardly. Um, Lorkin then picks up Birch straight away and just like suplexing, suplexing. So they attempt a double suplex. Cross manages to turn that around and reverse it. And again, Birch didn't look like he took too good a landing. Yeah. Um, pretty bad bump. The ref then checks on him um, as we go to the break. After the break, Lorkin uh, had the upper hand against Balor until he hit a basement drop kick, locks in an armbar to briefly regain control of the match. Lorkin fires up again on Balor in the corner and uses the boot to keep him down. He gets a two count off uh, a suplex attempt. The camera cuts to ringside where we see Danny Birch being attended to by medical staff. Um, not entirely sure what happened, but it would have been, well, obviously not serious as he got back in eventually. Yeah. Did he? Did he get back in? I can't I, remember. I don't remember. No, I don't think no, he did. No, he didn't. So he no. must have been pretty fucked. Um, so yeah, being checked on at the side, um, back in the ring, Lorkin continues to keep control of Balor until he hits a jawbreaker uh, and a pallet kick to create a bit of separation. Lorkin then stops Balor making the hot tag, uh, but Balor started building momentum anyway, hits a double stomp to the chest and then a sling blade on the floor, followed by a running drop kick, which sends Lorkin into Scarlet by mistake. What a bump. Mm, yeah, <laughs> absolutely like, bounced yeah. off her. Oh, like, a, like a ping pong ball. <laughs> um, you forget, you forget she could be like a wrestler of some sort. <laughs> Did she wrestle in, in, in Impact? Impact was weird because she was there. They were like, oh, debuting Scarlet Bordeaux. And she would come out in her sexy music with her sexy clothes on. And she would, she Eva Marie'd it basically. And we'd oh. get out of it. Oh. Like, she, I think she only wrestled like a handful of matches. Oh, okay. They were all quite naff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise until earlier when you sent the message on on the on the Facebook group that she had a stint in WWE as well a few yeah. years back. That's mad. She was, no idea. She was one of the fucking Adam Rosa rosebuds. Oh really? Everyone was a rosebud at some point. Well, that's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she takes a, a hell of a bump on the outside. Um, Ballard goes to check on her. Um, Cross was kind of down in the corner because I think it he, it was just before. Uh, he'd been taken out by Lorkin, uh, and he was kind of down on his knee near the ring step. Um, Cross catches out the corner of his eye, sees what's going on, sees red, and just starts bouncing Balor's face off the plexiglass. Um, absolutely loses it, launches Balor back into the ring, which allows Lorkin to capitalise. Um, hits uh, what commentary called upright rage, which is just his uppercut where he kind of sprints from one corner to the other. Oh, he just yeets himself into that. <laughs> he just yeets himself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he hits that and he scores the pinfall victory, pinning the NXT champion mentally. I know. Is, mental. is getting a title shot now? Walking title push confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as he gets that pin, uh, Cross immediately comes in and just goes on an absolute rampage on everyone, mainly Finn Balor. Um, after he's done with him, Scarlet then helps Balor to his feet, only for Cross to just come from behind and deliver that massive forearm to the back of the neck. 
And then as he's down on the floor to close out the show, she whispers in his ear, everything happens for a reason. You can't escape fate. And that was NXT. Yeah, it, it, it just died off after that. <laughs> of the little credit in the bottom corner and went dark. Off, like, right. off you fuck. Cool. <laughs> cool beans. Cheers, Com- pal. Co- commentary hadn't said anything for about the last minute and a half. But it's <laughs> uh, <just> cool. <laughs> a decent episode, though. I enjoyed it. Lots of world building. Lots of matches to be incredibly excited for um, come stand and deliver next month. Um, yeah, I um, thought it was cool. For my first month, for my first like show back in what a month? Yeah, yeah, like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> ah, that's good. I enjoyed it. It's all right. <laughs> um, well, if you enjoyed it, tell us what me how your, your highs and lows were. Oh, oh, eh, my low. I'll give you my low first. Fucking Beth Phoenix on commentary, absolutely stinking. <laughs> <laughs> like absolute horse shit. Uh, my high uh, I think I'm going to go with um, Champ on Bartel because one it was a good match for how long it lasted but also served its purpose everything after yeah two everything after yeah yeah that (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm always excited when I hear that music it's so good I love yeah. it quality um, highs and lows for me um, oh it's a tough one there isn't really anything that stunk on this um, I'm gonna say my low was Dakota Kai and Zoe Stark. It wasn't a bad match. Zoe Stark's really good. Dakota Kai's really good. Um, I, Did yeah, it need to just, last that long, really? Yeah, I just... <laughs> it just didn't really do much for me. Like, it was all no. right. I just preferred everything else on the card, to be honest. Yeah. Um, And my high... It's gonna be fucking Jordan Devlin showing up in it and nutting Santos. Ah, I, lo- I love how we picked the two NXT UK guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's the superior brand. And if you don't believe us, go and watch it. One hour of absolute power, all killer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's my high. Jordan Devlin's fucking awesome. I can't wait for their match. Um yeah, he's just gonna fucking yeet his face into him again and he just boy. <laughs> Can he wait? So yeah, that was NXT. Thank you for joining us, guys. Before we go, Aaron, where people where can people get their beard and beer stuff from? Well, if you want to sort your tastes out for beer, <laughs> ah, I've <laughs> caught you unawares there, haven't I? <laughs> you you want to get your beer needs in time for Mania weekend. You can go to Big Tasty's very own topropebrewing.com and you can grab yourself some luscious beer like Coastal Cream Austin, orange chocolate version or just plain old vanilla version. Same plain like is a bad thing. It's really not. It's bloody good. I've got a pack ordered. Um, uh, You can also get heavier stuff like ales and stouts and all wrestling themed. Go have a nosy. Have a look-see. Um, if you spill all that luscious beer in your beard, 
go to thatchface.com where you can get brushes and oils and you can even buy clothes like hats and t-shirts all for a great cause as some of the proceeds go to testicular cancer there you go and if you type in the promo code TroyXLA5 you get 20% off that's like a bonus man fucking hell mate considering I caught you off guard there you've nailed it Um, if you don't really follow us on social media, then come and get involved. We're on all of the social media. You can get us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You can get us on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, we do all of our game streaming on Twitch. We do all of our live watch-alongs on Facebook and YouTube. You can also go there and watch our retro watch-alongs, any previous ones that we've done, and our Discord server Um is a fantastic place to come and make new friends uh, to chat about not just wrestling but games and comic books and everything like that uh, and it's a way for us to build our community but also to help you build your community so come and check us out and get involved on there thanks for listening guys until the next time bye did you hear Finn Balor is a terrible golfer they call him Prince Divot <laughs> <laughs> He's scraping the barrel with that. <laughs> <laughs> you must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.